National Radio. Hello, dear friends. Welcome. You are listening to Bulgaria Today, the English language podcast of the Bulgarian National Radio. Joining you this Wednesday from our studio in Sofia, it's me, Rosica Petkova. What's on the program on March the 16th? A summary of the leading news from Bulgaria, fast with a focus on the reception of Ukrainian refugees here. Next, propaganda ploys and fake news. Is there regulation of social media in Bulgaria in the conditions of war? Also ahead of St. Patrick's Day, we bring you an interview with the Irish ambassador in Sofia, Her Excellency Martina Fini. And in today's music slot, a song from the new album of Bulgarian Kaval player Teodosis Pasov. Stay with us. Bulgaria Today. First, the main news headlines on March the 16th. More than 38,000 Ukrainian refugees currently reside in Bulgaria. Bulgarian employers say they have more than 150,000 job vacancies for refugees. Sofia Central Railway Station is hosting a temporary refugee crisis center. And protesting farmers have blocked a key road in southern Bulgaria. Details coming up. Currently, there are over 38,000 refugees from Ukraine residing in Bulgaria. The chair of the State Agency for Refugees, Petya Barvanova, said in Parliament today. According to her, there were issues like lack of interpreters and logistical support. Citizens of Ukraine have their right to a 90-day illegal stay in Bulgaria. They themselves are not sure whether they want to apply for international or temporary protection, Petya Parvanova explained. The main task of the Coordination Group for Ukrainian Refugees is in three areas – reception, accommodation and transport. The Bulgarian economy has the opportunity to employ a significant number of Ukrainian refugees, the Minister of Innovation and Growth, Daniel Orlorer, said after a meeting with employers. There have been specific offers for more than 150,000 jobs for refugees. Previously, employers said that the Bulgarian economy could provide jobs to 200,000 people. People come to us in a state of extreme shock and our concern is to welcome them to provide them with shelter and food. The next step for those who decide to make Bulgaria their home is to find them a job, Lorer added. 90% of the refugees arriving from Ukraine are mothers with children, Sofia regional governor Ivan Kuchukov said. A temporary crisis centre is already operating at the Sofia Central Railway Station to support asylum seekers. We have enough supplies of food and water. We have provided medical care and the opportunity to test for COVID-19, Kichukov said. The centre also has three minibuses that can transport Ukrainian citizens to the airport, to accommodation places or to the refugee agency. The temporary centre is designed for a short stay. Last night, it housed the first 36 people who leave Bulgaria today. The evacuation of civilians from Ukraine continues. 
Bulgarian citizens were evacuated from Berdyansk along the front line. The evacuation was completed successfully, although it was quite difficult. Anton Markov, head of the Situation Center, the Bulgarian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, said. On Tuesday, around 20,000 people drove out of Mariupol in private cars along the humanitarian corridor, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky announced. However, there is no information as to whether Ukrainian Bulgarians living in the port city were among them. Trains with Ukrainian refugees continue to arrive in Bucharest. Ivail Umarinov, head of Economic and Commercial Office of the Embassy of the Republic of Bulgaria in Romania, said, Currently, no Bulgarians are waiting on the border. The Ukrainians heading for Bulgaria have relatives here. However, there are also many asylum seekers. Ivail Umarinov advised the volunteers wishing to help refugees to contact the Foreign Ministry's Situation Center first and then wait at the Bulgarian border. According to a survey conducted by Trend polling agency commissioned by the 24 Hours newspaper, 40% of Bulgarians have changed their attitude towards Russia in a negative direction due to the war in Ukraine. 16% of respondents say that the Russian invasion in Ukraine is justified, while 61% are of the opposite opinion. The supporters of GERP party, We Continue the Change and Democratic Bulgaria, have changed their attitude towards Russia in the negative direction to the greatest extent. And those of Zrazdane party and the Bulgarian Socialist Party to the smallest extent. According to 77% of the respondents, NATO should not intervene in the war. More than 68% of the respondents believe that Bulgaria should receive Ukrainian refugees. The honeymoon of Bulgaria's government is over, said Evelina Slavkova from Trend Research Center for the Bulgarian National Radio. In the beginning of its term in office, the cabinet's approval rating was almost equal to its disapproval rating. Now, the cabinet has a 56% disapproval rating and an approval rating of 29%, the sociologist noted. According to a national survey conducted by Trend Sociological Agency, the support for We Continue the Change decreased from 24 to 22.9% in one month only. GERP party places second with 21.9%. The disapproval rating of the Bulgarian parliament has increased from 52 to 64%. And the approval rating of Bulgaria's president, Rumen Radev, has decreased from 55 to 49%. Bulgaria's Prosecutor General Ivan Geshev has called changes in the Judiciary Act envisaging the closure of the specialized court and prosecutor's office a legal prematurity. The prosecutor criticized the Minister of Justice, Nadezhda Yordanova, and Yes Bulgaria leader, Christo Ivanov, for drafting the changes in the dark and invited them to a public debate. In response, Nadezhda Yordanova recalled that the changes in the judicial law had passed through public discussion. She called for the main debates to take place at today's sitting of the Parliamentary Legal Committee. 
Commenting on the visit of European Chief Prosecutor Laura Kyoveshi to Sofia, Ivan Geshev said that he had nothing to worry about. The only thing that worries me is the constant violations of the rule of law and attacks on the separation of powers coming from politicians, he said. Over 100 producers of fruit and vegetables from Pazarjik, Plovdiv, Karnubat and Starozagora blocked the major Plovdiv-Karlovo road with tractors today. This has been the second of a series of protests against the agricultural policy of the government. Protesters invited the Minister of Agriculture to come to them. It would be good for the minister to come and hear firsthand the people's problems, Mariana Miltenova of the Bulgarian National Horti Cultural Union told the Bulgarian National Radio. According to farmers, payments under the support scheme were not only late, but were also 25% lower than those in 2021, while costs have increased by 50% and this could lead to bankruptcies. COVID-19 2,393 is the number of new cases of COVID-19 confirmed in Bulgaria in the past day. More than 70% of the new cases are among unvaccinated citizens. 248 patients have been admitted to hospitals yesterday. More than 80% of them were not vaccinated. 34 people with established coronavirus infection have died in the past day, as 31 of them were not vaccinated. The number of vaccine doses administered in Bulgaria on Tuesday was 2,327. Grigor Dimitrov has qualified for the Indian Wells Open, round of 16 in the United States. In the third round of the tennis tournament, Bulgaria's best tennis player defeated 63-64 Alexander Bublik of Kazakhstan in a match that lasted for 71 minutes. In the round of 16, Dimitrov, who reached the Indian Wells semi-finals last year, will play versus John Isner of the US, who is 23rd in the ATP rankings. So far, Dimitrov and Isna have played three matches. Dimitrov has one victory and two losses. And the weather forecast for tomorrow. Winter not in a hurry to leave us. Minimum temperatures on Thursday will fluctuate between minus 1 and 4 degrees Celsius. For the capital Sofia, around 1 degree Celsius. There will be significant clouds. Rain is also in the forecast for tomorrow. Strong northeasterly winds will bring colder air along the Black Sea coast. Maximum temperatures will range between 4 to 13 degrees for Sofia, around 6. Clouds and snow are in the forecast for the mountains. Maximum temperatures at an altitude of 1,200 meters will reach 1 degree Celsius at 2,000 meters, minus 5. Avalanche risk remains high in the mountains. It will stop raining on Friday, but temperatures will continue to drop. Bulgaria Today The main headlines this Wednesday once again. More than 38 Ukrainian refugees currently reside in Bulgaria. Bulgarian employers say they have more than 150,000 job vacancies for refugees. 
The trust in Bulgaria's government falls amid soaring prices and a war in Ukraine, a sociological study shows, and protesting farmers blocked a key road in southern Bulgaria today. More is coming up on the show. Stay tuned. You're listening to Radio Bulgaria in English. On Bulgaria Today this Wednesday, we continue with propaganda ploys and fake news. Is there regulation of social media in Bulgaria and the conditions of war? We talked to an expert from the Center for the Study of Democracy, an interview of Radio Bulgaria's Veneta Nikova. A survey conducted by Alpha Research Agency on the fourth day of the war in Ukraine shows a serious decline in Vladimir Putin's approval rating in Bulgaria, down to 32%. But as the war unfolds, Russia's hybrid warfare is entering a new, even more intensive stage, which is inexorably impacting public attitudes in this country. At the moment, the pro-Kremlin propaganda is having a heyday on social media in Bulgaria. Facebook is the dominant social media in Bulgaria, and that is where the principal Russian theses are being spread most of all, says Tihumir Bezlov from the Center for the Study of Democracy. In Bezlov's words, there are a great many websites spreading Russian propaganda and fake news. And that is connected with Russian budgets. But are there mechanisms for tracking this financing? One of the problems is that this is something the Bulgarian institutions should somehow be disclosing. The institutions whose job it is to track foreign financing and they should also be performing counterintelligence functions. Regrettably, so far, I have not seen them do that. Why? Because it is believed that these institutions have also been infiltrated by Russian channels. The other reason is, I think, connected with competence levels. Unfortunately, the capacity level of Bulgaria's counterintelligence institutions is very much debatable, is the opinion of Tihumir Bezlov. As the war in Ukraine advances... Anti-NATO and anti-European propaganda is becoming rampant on Bulgarian social media. Experts say that in the conditions of war, such sentiments have a direct bearing on the national security. Part of the problem is that our NATO and EU partners regard Bulgaria as a weak link, as a serious problem for their security, including as regards military information leakage in the conditions of a difficult situation entailing high risks. So that the problem of trust in the country is a very serious one, Tihumir Bezlov explains. The most important tool used in advanced democracies is to restrict publications spreading false information on social media. But unlike the Western European countries and the United States, There is no institution in Bulgaria or the toolbox needed to combat this kind of disinformation and propaganda. The most influential platforms such as Facebook and YouTube have allocated practically no resources for Bulgaria. The reason is that the market is very small and there are no authorized Bulgarian institutions that can work with. 
However, Tihomir Bezlov says there is a way around this problem. What the institutions should do with the help of the corporations that own the major social networks included is to develop Bulgarian instruments for bringing fake news and fact manipulation to light. But that is a major effort. At the moment, Russian propaganda is countered in a spontaneous, purely human way. That is, people are seeing pictures of destruction from cities and thousands of people killed and they are reacting to these images, Tihomir Bezlov says. According to the expert, there are many examples in Bulgaria of public figures, including popular politicians, using their Facebook profiles to push Russian propaganda. On their part, Russian sources release content which is then spread across social media by trolls, by Bulgarian media outlets, various Bulgarian Facebook groups, etc. The Internet also abounds in what are known as useful idiots. But unlike the so-called agents of influence who get paid to sway public opinion in favor of Russia, there is no need to spend anything on those useful idiots they work out of their own beliefs, Tihomir Bezlov explains. You heard an interview with the analyst from the Center for the Study of Democracy talking about fake news and social media in times of war. And next on our show this Wednesday, it's another interview ahead of March the 17th, widely known as St. Patrick's Day, the holiday of all Irish people around the world who, according to the latest data, are approaching 80 million people globally. And in the United States alone, there are more than 36 million people of Irish descent. That's a reason why St. Patrick's Day is marked not only in Ireland, but in many countries around the globe. In Bulgaria, St. Patrick's Day has been officially celebrated for the first time since 2016. Her Excellency Martina Fini took up duty as the ambassador of Ireland to Bulgaria and also in a non-resident capacity to Armenia and Georgia in October 2020. Asir Chaneva, a journalist from the Bulgarian National Radio, talks to her about Bulgarian-Irish relations and how the holiday will be marked this year. Here, the full interview. Your Excellency, we remember how in Sofia we enjoyed uh, last year the exhibition Irish Feast, where on the Bridge of Lovers near the National Palace of Culture we saw cultural wealth in over 40 photographs and posters illustrating Irish literature, music, film, all Irish achievements in culture back in the centuries, and of course the Irish architectural heritage. Will there be anywhere in Bulgaria special cultural events now dedicated to March 17th, the Ireland's national holiday? And what have you as uh, the Irish Embassy in Bulgaria prepared for the Bulgarians this year as a cultural program? Thank you very much for the inquiry. This year we are not 
doing a St. Patrick's Week exhibition at Lover's Bridge. However, we are planning to do an exhibition there in May. We will have the exhibition celebrating 50 years of Ireland's membership of the European Union in May at Lover's Bridge. It will run for a week in the week of Europe Day, so in the week of 9th of May. And we will be doing it in collaboration with our friends from the Embassy of Denmark because Denmark and Ireland joined the European Union at the same time on the 1st of January 1973. We signed the Accession Treaty in 1972. There is a tradition running more than 10 years. The Irish Embassy in Bulgaria organizes illumination in green for iconic cultural buildings in different cities in Bulgaria. So which are the buildings that now will be lit in green on March of 17th? This year we have been instructed by our government instead of lighting our embassy in green, to light our embassy in blue and yellow in solidarity with the people of Ukraine. So our building here, the embassy here in Sofia, will be lit in blue and yellow on the 16th and the 17th of March in solidarity with Ukraine. Other buildings, however, will be lit in green. And in Sofia, that includes the Sofia City Library, the University, the National Library, Sofia Opera and Ballet. And we are especially pleased this year that for the first time, the statue of St. Sophia will be lit up in green. And then outside Sophia, we are going to have in green the Velika Chernobyl University, the Baba Vida Fortress, the Art Gallery in Vidin, uh, the Clock House in Triasna. We are also going to light the University Neofitrilski in Blagoevgrad, the House of Culture Boris Christoph in Plovdiv, the Centre for Culture and Education Artium in Nessenbar, and the Regional Library in Gabrovar. So the Embassy of Ireland in Sofia is going to be lit up in blue and yellow two days, on 16 and on 17. Not in green, but in yellow and blue. Can I ask you something else? How many Irish people live in Bulgaria to date? Do you have any current data? I don't have any current data, but the numbers are quite small and it is mostly people who are settled here, who have Bulgarian families, who have Bulgarian spouses and who have settled here. So they are very well integrated into Bulgarian society. I know that around 300 Irish people live in Sofia only, but maybe there are much more in all the country. Yes. Uh, So how are the relations between the two countries developing? At first sight, we in Bulgaria think that Bulgaria imports only whiskey from Ireland and publishes and republishes Irish authors, very famous literature authors. But what are really the relations between Bulgaria and Ireland and in which sectors of the economy are they most significant? The relations, the political relations between Ireland and Bulgaria are excellent. Obviously, because of the COVID pandemic, 
it has not been possible for visits, for official visits, to take place over the last two years. But as the world emerges from the pandemic, we are hoping to resume a pattern of visits and to have at least one ministerial visit this year. In terms of trade, as you say, I think in terms of Irish products, Irish whiskey is probably the most well known here. And I think also there is some Guinness purchased here as well. The trade between the two countries is quite small, but there is some potential there, particularly in the services sector. So you have a number of Irish companies here, Irish companies or startup companies here started up by Irish businessmen and that's in the area of services, so financial services, accounting, areas like that. We do have one major company, packaging company here in Bulgaria, but you know we don't have any major investment apart from that. How do you feel now in our country after living for one year and a half already in Bulgaria, although in pandemic times? I have I have made every effort to travel where I could and obviously it has been very the pandemic has been very limiting. I have seen a little bit of Bulgaria. I have made it as far as the Black Sea and into the mountains. So I am very much looking forward this year to being able to get out and about. What I have seen so far, you have a most wonderful landscape. I remember last autumn traveling through the mountains to go to the north of Bulgaria and it was the most beautiful autumn colors. And I hope this year that I can see more of Bulgaria. I wish you to manage that and to go to Plovdiv at least if you haven't so far. Uh, I have been to Plovdiv. I've been there a few times. Plovdiv is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city. And I have met with senior officials there. We are hoping to have an exhibition there in the summer to mark the centenary of the publication of Ulysses. I should have, I should have mentioned that in Borgas this week, an exhibition has opened in the regional library there on James Joyce, and the same exhibition will be in Plovdiv in June. This was Her Excellency Martina Fini, the Ambassador of Ireland to Bulgaria, talking to BNR's Asia Chaneva ahead of Ireland's National Day tomorrow. And now, finally, it's time to listen to some Bulgarian music on our show. Song of the Day The song that our music editor, Bena Bezovska, has selected for you today is entitled... Todor was shouting. The music, lyrics and performance is of Teodosi Spasov, a famous Bulgarian wooden shepherd's flute player and also a composer. This song is among the titles included in his new album, Theodosi Spasov Sings. The album was released earlier this year. In it, the musician has collected his vocal performances, of course combined with richly ornamented instrumental interludes. 
The lyrics of the song are in the spirit of Bulgarian folk poetry. Theodosis Pasov with the song Proviknose Todor. And with this performance, we are saying goodbye to you, dear friends. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget that you can follow the latest developments in this country on our website and also on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Also, our podcast, Bulgaria Today, is available for listening on Spotify for those of you preferring to listen there. I'm Rosica Petkova. It was a pleasure for me to be with you today. Do join us again tomorrow for more stories and music from this country. Stay healthy and safe. National Radio.